It's the Paul Patterson and Tom Scallon podcast show. They're talking the walk and not about sloppy, sloppy Joes. So, talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk show. Oh, where, oh, where could Tom Scallon be? The man's probably sleeping, it's past 7.30. We got a guest host, Willie Nelson, could it be? His last name is Nelson, but his first name is actually Lee. Welcome back to Talking the Walk. This is episode 78, Casey's. I am Paul Patterson. And I'm Tom Scallon. I'm guest host Lee Nelson. All three. Well, you knew that because I played both uh, intros, and I'll, I'll talk more about that here in just a second. Jake Brown, original music, both songs. Bailey Bishop, artwork. Tyler Stanley, social media. Jill Martin, fact checker. And Jeff Grady, marketing. Tried to get Jake to write another song that, that has all three of our names in it, and uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing writer's block. Um, we've got a, a young lady that, that uh, comes to our room. She has left her guitar, and so Jake was strumming on that the other day, um, but did not come up with a, with a song. So we're still working on that. Eventually, we'll get it. Um, just as a reminder to everybody that when all three of us are together now, you know the name of the title of the episode, but you do not know the content. So we're gonna, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Here is, uh, everybody ready for the, the watch update? Yeah. You're still wearing the watch? Yeah, I am, I am, but thank you. Um, so all three rings were closed in March. So I, I hit my March goal and now- that was, that was a really soft goal if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, it was, it was attainable, it was attainable. This this one for this month, when it first came out on April 1st, was that I had to hit 45 minutes of exercise every day, okay, my exercise ring. Just so you know, I'm now at 43 minutes a day every day in order for me to reach my goal. Yeah, wrap your mind around that one. So is, is exercise just activity then? So like yep. if you're... You got to have your heart rate in a certain range for an extended period. Do you just hold your do breath you, a lot? <laughs> no. Do you do you skip down the hallway? No, do but I do. I do try to make. I try to make more trips to the high school. Plus, I've got a little buddy, um, ninth hour. That's a middle schooler that that I get out and walk with. Um, that that helps me too. But just so I share that with you. When we got some code reds, we could call you. You could come chase some people. Yeah, I, I that that would help me. That would help. Um, and no judging when when I'm out of breath and I'm sweaty and my face is red. So we are at nine thousand eight hundred and eighty-five listens. So one hundred and fifteen away from that ten thousand mark. So that's a uh, pretty big milestone coming our way. Are you guys ready do for questions? Get, do we get like a gold microphone or something? Um, we get t-shirts from yeah. Cole. Cole and Gravy are, are combining forces in the marketing group to uh, to work on that. So just so we are. Say that again. 
that's a shell group. I don't really think that's happening. <laughs> well, we they said it. It's public, but we're gonna we're gonna see if we can make it happen. Now, I, I want to make sure that we we also know um, these questions are old, but I still think they're they're relevant. Okay, you guys ready? Mm -hmm. What is the acceptable length of time for a sweatshirt to be worn continuously without washing it? So you've got an old sweatshirt that you like laying around the house, you know, that you work in or you, you go out and you do yard work or you, you just lounge around in the house. What is an acceptable length of time to have that sweatshirt just hanging out on the back of a door or whatever you grab it and put it on? When you're at home on a Saturday or a Sunday without it being washed. One day. You go you go one wear and it's one gotta wear. get washed. Yeah, you can't smell like recess. Okay. One wear and washed. Lee? So it's not it's not a continuous wear then. No, I, I mean, yeah, could you could you wear it every day for a week? if it's that long but i mean what are you doing i mean you say where am i like getting sweaty you could if you if you had some strenuous outside work yeah i'll i'll go with a day like tom but if i'm not doing anything then i might wear it a couple days okay okay so kind of like it's kind of like a jacket a little bit yeah i have a sweatshirt that you know we keep our heat down in the winter and my head gets cold when I go to bed. I have that sweatshirt that I'll wear to bed all week. So I can put the hoodie on. What kind of hoodie? It's a single seam hoodie. Norwalk. Oh, seamless. Seamless. From, from like 1996. Not the double seam. Not the double seam. No, the double seams are, those are hung up and, you know, held in high regard. So it, it, do you wash that one every day? He's frozen. So we don't know. Here we go. Question number two. It's frozen. Is it good for your feet to switch shoes frequently? I mean, I don't think there's probably a benefit either way. So, like, let's say you wake up in the morning, you go and you walk. Um, you do a morning walk or a morning workout. You wear those shoes and then you wear your dress shoes or your school shoes or your work shoes. And then when you're done with that, then you then you change in another pair of shoes. And then when you come home, let's say you've got your your house shoes. Is that good to wear four different pairs of shoes or four different styles of shoes throughout the day? I think if you're working out in in one, I don't think you should wear your workout shoes. Now, I'm, Can I'm you not hear talking, me now? Yeah, all the time. I'm, I'm talking about. Is it good for your feet though? Like, does it, do your feet, do your feet take a little bit longer to get used to the new shoe that they're in? I think, the, I think the shoe that you wear is what makes a difference to, for your feet. You know, like people, I, I sold shoes for a couple of years at Shields Ooh, and, and we were an expert. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in the running shoes area, I mean, I could tell you at least. He's speaking at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> no, we actually had to come every Tuesday night to product knowledge for an hour. Yeah. Yep. That was at nine o'clock PM. 
we had to show up so that they could tell us about this certain type of shoe by this certain brand. How, um, how much sarcasm did Lee Nelson sling <laughs> 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for shoe knowledge? Uh, product knowledge, PK, we called it. Um, yeah, quite quite a bit of uh, the, the worst place that I could ever choose to be on a Tuesday night. Like, I don't need to know about this Mizuno shoe on a Tuesday night. Just tell me what type of shoe it's like, and I will then try to sell your shoe. And that's kind of what they did. They would, they would say, hey, if you sold 30 pairs of Mizuno in a month, you'd get two free pairs of shoes. Okay, then I will try to push the Mizuno or whatever the brand was. But, but each of those brands has a certain type of, you know, whether it's cushion or stability or, or whatever you want to, whatever you're looking for for your shoe or your foot, that, that would be what we would try to get them in. So if, if they said, this is the type of, foot that I have, then we would put them in the different brands that were like that, um, like that foot. So I so think after the, the meeting, did your boss, did your boss, uh, say, Hey, let's all go to Wellman's on me. No, but we generally went to a place like oh. that afterwards. Yes. But okay. we would then have to buy our own drinks. But, um, yeah, I think the type of shoe that you have is, more important than whether you change them all the time okay. or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for answering. Last question that I have. What has to happen before you buy new shoes? Let's talk, let's say your athletic shoes. What has to happen before you buy new ones? Well, I will tell you that a lot of people will do it based on the amount of time per year. So I'm going to buy two new pairs of shoes a year. So I'm going to get a a new pair in March. March is a really popular time because that's when it starts to get warmer and people start to run outside. Um, and then they'll get another one before winter. Um, I, as a, what I would call myself a shoe expert. Yeah, um, we're in. We're would in. also um, try to conserve some costs when I bought these shoes. I basically wait until I run in the shoe and it makes my body tingle while I'm running in them. That's when I know that there's not enough left in that shoe, which okay. they always say like three to 500 miles you can get out of a shoe. The better the shoe, the more towards that 500 you get. Um, again, I, I think that's kind of a salesman tactic. So I would hold on to them a little bit longer. And, um, but you can definitely tell, I think, when you need new shoes. Scalin? Um, I usually wait until the uh, bunion on my right foot rips through the left upper of the shoe, and then I decide I need a new one. That is not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to say, I wait till May, and they clean all the lockers out, and I just go through the lost and found and find anything that's my size. Well, okay, well, yeah, don't, don't kid yourself. I have several, uh, well, two pairs of shoes just uh, for uh, um, going out back in football. My okay. mud shoes. Yes. Sure. And yeah. And I'm sure to find some good ones this year based on what's in the lost and found right now. Well, that's a good sign. I, I myself wait for the the sole on the bottom, uh, right around the ball of my foot on both feet to be down to nothing. That's when I'll get a new pair of shoes. That's typically what happens. So I wear I try to wear through them um, before I get one. So okay, those are the three questions, right? 
I think it also makes a difference if you're like, let's say shoe rich, so to speak. Like, I feel like for the first time in my life, I have, I've got a couple pair of shoes I wear to football practice. I got my, my lost and found shoes. I got a pair I wear to soccer games. So I have, I think I've got, I've never been much of a sneaker guy, but right now I have a lot of tennis shoes. So it's because of like my knee that I wanted tennis shoes and stuff. So I rotated a lot now. So what do now you, you have lost and found shoes? Like you, you have a plethora from the school. Oh yeah. At the end of the year, nobody picks up shoes and you just, you know, go in there and try some on, see what you like. And there you go. Oof. Oh yeah. Paul, I got him a nice, uh, what was it? Cabela's. Cabela's sweatshirt. sweatshirt for the fire pit. He's only worn it once. It's kind of disappointing. Uh, it doesn't fit. But it, was, it, it was a beautiful sweatshirt. Yeah. You're going to hear that. Carhartt jackets. We can have a heck of a garage sale. You're going to hear about that in confessional here too, by the way. I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. So how long is an acceptable length of time to wear a, wear a, a lounge around the house sweatshirt before you wash it? Number two, um, if anybody has any different knowledge than our shoe expert and foot expert, uh, shoe expert, uh, Lee Nelson, when it comes to how many, is it good for your feet to change shoes throughout the day? And then number three, what has to happen for you before you get a new pair of shoes? Okay, here we go. Are we ready for confessional? Not yet. No. Uh, can we add, um, instead of guest host, can it be Lee Nelson, shoe expert? He can add whatever he wants. Yeah, I can announce myself any way I would like, and I will go with the guest host, shoe expert, Lee Nelson from now on. <laughs> Perfect. We invite you to the stand. I mean, in a, in a, in a trial, we can invite you to the stand, and you could be a uh, – Shoe expert, be perfect. Um, confessional. So I, I have mentioned it, you know, I've joked about it, but but at the end of the day, I am I am quite large, and we uh, we Christy and I went went shopping um, here the other week on a Saturday and and made a made a stop at the Nike outlet store in this um, outlet mall, and. They have this nice gray Nike sweatshirt. And I really like Nike, as people would say. <clears throat> I got, I added an X in the, uh, in the size. One, two, and three is what I got. Because I was thinking, okay, you know, I like it. I like sweatshirt to be a little bit bigger, a little comfy. I'm, I'm going to go one size up and be fine. Never tried it on, okay? Which, needless to say, is the reason why that XL Cabela's is not being worn by me currently, because that would be more like a, uh, um, a compression shirt than it would be a sweatshirt. So I decide the first time I'm going to wear my Nike sweatshirt, my new one, is I'm going to go when we take Will to uh, Drake University for college visit day. I throw that sucker. I should have tried it on. I threw that sucker on, and you would not believe how big. So I went and looked at the tag, and the tag said tent. It didn't say triple X. It said tent is how big it was. It was absolutely enormous. Two of me could have fit in that sucker. So confessional. I was not as big as I thought I was. However, um, we'll still see what happens moving forward. But my goodness, is that sweatshirt that I have huge. Is it cotton? Is it going to shrink? Yeah, it might shrink a little bit. Yeah, it might shrink a little bit. It's big. I think when I call myself the guest host shoe expert, you should call yourself the gazebo. 
So if this is our confessional, are you? Yes, get in. And you um, should confess. You have a confessional. You don't know what I have a confessional about. But I do know you have a confessional. I don't even know what you know that I might. Starlight. Confess. Coke Starlight. Oh. Coke Starlight. Yes, you've been. Now, you said Coke Starlight. I had Coke Starlight Zero. Oh, what in the world? Why would you do Brad, such a thing? Brad bought it. I think it's Starlight Zero. I don't think it's real. Okay, so I got two confessionals. Number one. Yes, I finally tried Starlight. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Lee, too. I finally tried Starlight. And I told, he asked me, well, what'd you think of it? And I said, <laughs> like a cat that starts to lap up some white paint because they think it's milk. I was like, ah, ah, ah. you know, that it was terrible. So uh, didn't like it. I, I love that analogy. I've never heard that before, but that's actually really funny. And you saw my face doing it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and your sweatshirt deal you know i live in the the football world and the soccer world for coaching so when we order stuff for football i always you know ask is it an athletic cut but yeah, usually you're the funny football, the football coaching sizes run fairly true um in my mind but the soccer coaching sizes are lies they're all lies you know so Recently, Krog ordered us sweatshirts, and it said Adidas Athletic Fit hoodie. And I, not Athletic Fit, Adidas Slim Fit hoodie. So I was like, all right, give me the double X, because this is, you know, for all these little fellows running around. It's not me. Well, they didn't have that. So he changed the order, got a regular sweatshirt, brought it over, and the double XL was kind of like, what I see where now it's it's pretty big on me, which at least makes me a little happy. But Krolik was like, well, that's kind of big on you. Why? I'm like, well, before it was the slim thing and you switched it. So <sighs> you and a pair of struggle what to order between the two. <laughs> you need it. You need that session where you come and try stuff on. Yes, we need a try session. Lee, you in? Yeah, I mean, I would say if we're going on the sweatshirt thing. Hey, you go whenever I, you want. It's a confessional. I, I know, but if I get something in a tall, like an extra large is is what I'll pick because it's an it's an easy size to find, but it's it's a little blocky, I would call it like under armor fit. If I could get a large tall, that's really the ideal size, but that's pretty tough to find. But um I definitely get like you choose a size and you're like that that looks terrible or it's always just so short. Like the, can they make clothes for like a little bit taller people? Is it, is it possible for you to go to a big and tall store? Yeah, but I don't need see? big and I need, I need you one see, or the it's, other. It's, it's big and tall. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's, it's big tall, but that was like blindside, you know, like when he goes and buys those shirts, I mean, it looks like a tall tee. So you're saying they're not mutually exclusive, but uh, Lee says they are. No, I think if you go to a big and tall, like it's both, like it's not one or okay, the other. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, um, but my confessional, I mean, as everybody knows right now, the spring sucks and I hate <laughs> the spring. And these next two days are going to be like the epitome of why this season makes it so difficult on every sport. Now I will say, Tom, like soccer is is like football you just play like whatever the the weather is i mean as long as it's not yeah 
lightning severe. Yeah. As soon as everybody around here got turf fields, it's pretty much unless it's lightning, you're you're pretty much playing. You know, yeah. Before, when it was when it was grass fields, when I first started, lots of times it got called off because you just destroy the field and there was no you know recovery time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it. You know, like the other sports, you just can't do it. Like you can't expect somebody to go run a a hundred meter dash in forty two degree weather like it is tomorrow. You know, it, it's just not realistic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, then you throw the wind part in. When kids were tougher, know? they could. Yeah, and that was that's such a that's such a funny thing, that that statement because it has nothing to do with toughness. Like, why would you like in tennis if the wind's blowing twenty five miles an hour? That totally changes the game, you know. And and I always say with these sports, if we play in this weather. Does that make the kids want to play again tomorrow? Like, not tonight. It doesn't grow your program. It doesn't. Tomorrow help won't be sport. good. Tomorrow and Friday are look terrible. Yes, you know. They do but like, hey, we'll go play soccer. And and no different than hey, we'll go play football. You know, like I get it. It's a little different, but man, some of these sports, we just give us like a decent day. Like at at this point. 52 degrees in like a moderate amount of wind would be a really nice day for these. Oh, yeah. And it's just well, not happening. No. And what's crazy is if you're lucky enough to get to state, like in soccer, you go through this weather where it's 40, 45, 40, 45, then it maybe gets up to 50 and then you might get a 65 in there. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the end of May, you go to state and wham, yeah, it's, it's 90. 82 degrees, 85, yeah. humid, and kids are dying because you're just not, you know, acclimated to it. And they play it in three days. You know, like, hey, you have three matches in three days. It's so atypical of what we do during the regular season. I mean, it's crazy. The, uh, and what makes it worse is I don't know where you guys are is like who you follow on social media and things like that, but I follow Deer Park Athletics in Texas. Austin Flynn is their head football coach. Oh, so okay. staying connected with him. Anyway, the, all their tweets that they have going out, they're playing baseball, they're playing softball, they're playing soccer, they're playing golf, and it looks absolutely gorgeous right now <laughs> down there. And, you know, you look outside for us, and we've got 40-mile-an-hour winds, and it's, and it's spitting rain. And they are sunny and um, sunscreen down there for a, a golf meet. Well, tonight in practice, all I was doing was chasing soccer balls that were blowing from the uh, west to the east. It just kept blowing, blowing, chasing, 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 chasing. I love it. I think in the spring, you just drive around town, and if people's garbage cans are going down the street, then you have to cancel games. <laughs> like, that's how you make that decision. Okay, yeah. that's good criteria to know. Okay. Probably our best confessional ever, fellas. Well done. Well done. Moving on to feedback. Here we go. Ready? First one, Dennis Bura. Now, remember, the last time asked if, if there was who picked up debris and things like that in the, in the street. And then the other one, is there a food, like a, a, a change in your food that, that, like a variation of your favorite food, would you eat it and try it and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the questions that they're asking. 
I think the city or county road crews are the ones responsible for picking up debris. I remember back in middle school, we walked from Norwalk to Lakewood to pick up the ditches. I found a Mountain Dew bottle that had a hole cut out of it and then lined with aluminum foil with holes in it. I thought yes. it looked pretty cool. So I showed it to Mrs. Anderson. She immediately took it from me and put it in her garbage bag. It wasn't until a few years later that I understood the look on her face and her reasoning for snatching my great find. Very similar to you finding your Genesis magazine. Yes. I can't remember any time that one of my favorite foods came out with a different flavor, but my mind was pretty blown when I discovered Double Stuff Oreos. And I would argue that Double Stuff Oreos is the best version of Oreos. Okay, here we go. We ready? Man, I think I've got two yes. The script, I'm an episode behind. All dishes and groceries go on top. This is from Cole Hopkins, sorry. Go on top or in front of the fridge, pantry, not ideal for expiration dates. It's very interesting to hear all the intricacies that go into the Hall of Fame nomination selection. I, <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Gosh dang it. I, I do still have one question though. Is a 2014 total QBR in the state of Iowa selection consideration? Asking for a friend. Because I don't know if you remember this. He completed one pass to Justin South at, at Sheraton who scored a touchdown. His passer rating was like, Four million, and he loves to remind everybody one for one. Um, yes, and then madness. Uh, love new variations of my favorite food, wings. I get awfully excited when I see a wing sauce that isn't your standard buffalo barbecue on a menu. Perhaps mango habanero, for example. Agree a hundred percent that five three-day weekends would be better than a week-long spring break. Agree with Nelson. I think what makes the tournament so special is the legitimate possibility of an upset every game. A 16 seed is never beating a one seed in college football. The round of 64 is also heaven for those that enjoy indulging in a bit of sports wagering. Uh -huh. Tommy Miner claims that he is our number one fan. And he, and he, I get a letter from him as a, as our realtor, as a realtor. And he sent the, uh, letter to let me know that he is in fact our number one fan um i don't know if it, there's really any competition for that not sure um Criswell, all depends on the street road highway city street department public works or the equivalent county or state department that's who picks up the <clears throat> debris i've become reluctant to try different flavors beyond the og they're often a disappointment there's usually an OG that already exists from a different company that they are trying to replicate but aren't as good as. There are exceptions, but as a general rule, this seems to be the case for me. And then, of course, I had to try and prove him wrong by mentioning, I don't know, anything Reese's, like the Reese's egg. That's not the original. That's a variation. The Reese's um, heart and the football, all that stuff. And then our last bit that I know of as far as feedback comes from Christy. Uh, I'd like Scallon to try both of the new Coca-Cola flavors and get his opinion. So that would be the Starlight and the coffee one. Because they now have that coffee. Have you seen the Thunder Pepsi one, one where you have to tip the can basically straight up and down with Pepsi? That, that's got some uh, weird combination or carbonation to it. Uh, I think I when they change the Oreos many times, it's gross. Key lime Oreos, the triple stuff Oreos, et cetera. Just leave them alone. Rather than three-day weekends, I agree. How about schools move to four-day school weeks? I think spring break and Christmas break rules should change, make it true family time and no activities. Many families can't do anything because if kids have practices, 
just doesn't make sense, especially since many families, if they don't have a teacher in their family, take vacations all school year long, which again, doesn't work for everyone, make the breaks a true break from activities in school. Um, love the NCAA tournament, especially the first weekend. Honestly, haven't heard much about the NIT tournament this year or seen it on TV. Maybe I missed it. And then the, the day she sent this, we watched um, the tail, very tail end of the NIT championship game. Uh, also fun watching several of the women's NCAA tournament games. The rules and fouls are so different. So that's our feedback. Anybody got anything else feedback wise? Did you, did you see that there's now hard Mountain Dew? Oh, no. Yeah, I don't. It's um, I saw it. I was no high V or somewhere and I it was kind of a black case with Mountain Dew. And I was like, is that a different flavor? And I looked at it and it said hard Mountain Dew. So what's it mixed sort of, with, you know? No, I didn't. No. I just saw that and kept moving. Interesting. Interesting. Well, along those lines, there is a um, Bud Light seltzer version that's a, a hard soda flavor. There's four mm. of them in each 12-pack. It's a, it's a cola, a cherry cola, an orange, and then like a lemon-lime, which was like a Mountain Dew. I've tried them all. There are They are all very, very good. Very, very good. Okay. And and obviously some people are having to work really hard in the seltzer game because I think that's becoming less and less popular based on sales. The seltzers are going down. I think anything zero carb is still ruling the roost. Just um, came out of a zero carb beer. Not based on sales though right now. They're they're feeling so, the so where do you get your data? Are you the beer expert? No. For sure not. Seltzer expert? 100% not. Is it, is it a pinch in seltzers total or for each of them? Because they all now have some different versions. I, it, it may be that, um, that, that because there are so many options that the one that used to be or the two or the three that used to be king are now not selling as much because there are so many varieties and so many options. Saturated market fight. Correct. Okay, high school sports. We are, again, still in full swing. Um, I think the only team, and you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, I think the only team for us that has not competed is boys tennis. I think everything else has, has competed. Um, only because I'm, I'm close to it. Boys soccer, 0-2. Uh, Girls soccer, 4-0 track both boys and girls not only have they competed indoor but they are now competing outdoor um, middle of the pack in the in the meets that they have they've been in um and then the girls, girls were tennis, good last night yeah they beat uh Ames 6-1 no I was talking girls track girls track finished second, second. yeah finished second um and then Girls tennis beat Knoxville. That's the only one that I think they've been able to play in. I think everything else for them has been canceled. Golf, I think we won our own invitational. And then boys rugby um, has lost the only, only match that they've been in. So that would be a quick rundown for us. Do you have anything to add to that, Scallon? Nope. 0-2 sucks. Okay. Okay. Lee, in an older? Better than 0-3. Um, I think – all of our sports have got to do multiple competitions. Um, boys tennis, even obviously, 
Yeah, I think boys and girls have each played twice. Okay. Um, at least a triangular, I know, for boys where they got to play a couple in a day. Um, but, man, it's just been tough. Even, like, track last night, you know, you think about that girls meet at Northwest had to be just miserable. You know, I mean, hosting soccer last night, I mean, not that it didn't get better for soccer throughout the night. I mean, it was really windy all night, but at least it stopped raining. But, man, they get to move the whole time. I mean, the ones that are playing at least. I mean, track, you, you sit and then you run and then you sit and then you run. It's just been – it's been bad, and it does not look like it's much better any time in the next 10 to 12 days. Especially not the rest of this week. No, the rest of this week is miserable. Okay. Are we ready? Ready for our non-sponsor? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to thank Galt Sand Sweatshirts for, uh, for being our non-sponsor. They're no longer in business, but uh, do you remember them? Remember Galt Sand? They were, no. they were usually crews. Oh. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. You, when you're on your computer there, go ahead, type in Galt, G-A-L-T, Sand Sweatshirts. I bet you remember them. I bet you. Guarantee you, you remember seeing them. I had several back in the day. Um, and they were quite comfortable. I enjoyed them mightily. So I figured this whole thing, you know, we had talked a lot about sweatshirts. So I thought this would be appropriate for uh, for me to have as our uh, our non-sponsor, Galt Sands. Okay. You ready for our, our Papa Burger, the, the meat and taters of our, our podcast? Are we ready? So Bring you guys out. know that the title is Casey's. What do you think we're going to talk about? Breakfast pizza. Um, gas. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Is it appropriate for me to, to give breaking news right now? Yeah. Do you want, do you want us to keep guessing? <laughs> no, no, no. I, this is, this is totally changing the subject right now, real quick. Andy Humphrey, I do believe has been named as the new, one of the new executive directors at the Iowa Athletic Association. Who? Andy Umpton, current, oh, okay. uh, will be former um, athletic director at uh, Ankeny High School. Okay. That I heard just, he was in the mix. That just came through the news wire to me, so thought I'd share that. Okay, you guys ready for Casey's? Here's what we're going to talk about. I think I that's the first time you've ever done breaking news. Yeah, well, it just, it just popped up on my phone. It's momentous. Um, why Casey's? I want to talk about companies that have changed their logo. Oh, so, and the only way, and I forget where we were, it is unbelievable how noticeable it is for me now to see an old Casey's that hasn't changed their signage. Like the ones in Norwalk compared to the new ones that have changed their signage. So let's talk about, can you, can you think of, I'll help you with a couple of them. Amico to BP. Amico used to be the red and blue sign, and then BP went yellow and green. How about Apple? Think about the first Apple symbol was the multicolored um, <sighs> Apple that had the bite out of it. Now it's more of a sleeker symbol, right, with the, with the silver or, or the chrome or whatever. Casey's, of uh, course. Didn't, didn't Hy-Vee change? 
Uh, I don't have Hy-Vee, but that doesn't mean they have not. Um, Dunkin' Donuts has changed. Uber, Century 21, and remember, Federal Express used to be Federal Express. Now it's just FedEx and the way that they've changed. Can you think of any others right now? Does Adidas count? I feel like they changed. They used to be like strictly the bars. The three stripes? Or, or no, they were strictly the, the name, right? One of the two. They were the name with the bars, I thought. But that one's changed. And see, I thought originally that they were the ones that, that didn't they have whatever that, that New Orleans Saints, what's that little crescent thing called? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's what I thought. I thought Adidas had that. How about mm. Graphic Edge? How about Prince? Does he count? Yes, he would count. He would I didn't count. know. You say Graphic Edge? They have a lot. Yeah, graphic Edge isn't Graphic Edge anymore. Mm-mm. They got bought out. Um, so that, is, that an, is that a logo change or a, like a whole name change? Well, I guess that would be. I mean, a whole company change, I guess. Okay, so Nor- Norwalk Warriors. Yeah, we could go there. We could go yes, there. Let's go there, please. The 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 question for me is why do people change their logo? Avoid lawsuits, allegedly. <laughs> True. I mean, there. I mean, schools. Anyway, just just in our conference, I mean, you have DCG and now Pella, that's gone the the same route. How about of, how about WWF? Wasn't WWE? Is that wrestling? Right. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch wrestling. But back in the day, it used to be WWF. They had to change because they had to avoid the lawsuit, right? They had to change to WWE because they couldn't they couldn't keep WWF because of a lawsuit issue. So a lawsuit is one. You mean you? What would be another WWF reason? Because there was a WWE. No, no, they went from WWF back in the day. What they originally started out as to WWE now because there was already a WWF. Well, that makes sense. What was the other WWF? Had something to do with wildlife, and I can't remember what it was. World Wildlife Federation. Something like that. Like it. No joke. Something like that. So why do people change outside of lawsuit? Uh, Casey's isn't changing because of a lawsuit. Yeah, I think that that one's is is like the buzzword now is branding. You know, they just try to brand themselves in a certain way. Um, I'm not saying that's good or bad, um, but you hear that word a lot now is we need to brand ourselves. And, and maybe the change is to totally separate what they look like from what they did before because that brand is better for them. Sure. So like talking about Casey's, I think Casey's moved away from being in these small towns with kind of that logo and people associate that logo with small towns to now they're competing in uh, much more urban centers. And if you drive around, you see quick star entering in. So I think it's a way, like Lee said, here's our new brand. It's same old Casey's, but they're now competing with quick star on every other corner. Like they might've competed with a Seven Eleven. Does that make me really old when I say Seven Eleven? but you know what I mean? No gaps, yeah. just a convenience store. You you just you rebrand to get some excitement about your brand because you're changing your business strategy. 
is there well, a... I think I think with Casey's though the the old brand had like the the brick look and when you think of brick you think of older and and now it's you know Tom used the word sleeker earlier I mean that that brand or that logo is much sleeker now for Casey's and that that old brick you think like houses that are brick now are generally older so they're trying to appeal to a different demographic than what they did before like not necessarily small town just like newer age modern stuff well walk into the quick star and and there was one over by where the boys go to uh, soccer training and they have grab and go meals they have make it meals they have a huge cooler they have all sorts of stuff in there you walk into a casey's which i used to would say usually has a large offering and they don't really compare now the new casey's stores seem to have much larger offerings i think that's what they're competing with so I think let that's me ask you this question I, i've got several other questions but this one came up while you were talking is does something with them changing their logo have to do with the fact that they're called casey's general stores and there are zero general stores left in the world? Is that them trying to modernize who they are because they do call themselves general, or I mean, Casey's general stores? Yeah, but do they anymore? Or do they just call themselves Casey's? Did they have to change their logo with dropping the general store in order for them to- I think it's what Lee was saying. I think they're trying to get out of the, you know, they're no longer gonna be just in coming or something like that. Not that we have one there because we already have 7,000 in Norwalk, but they're, they're, they're trying to say, I, you know, we fit in, we fit in Des Moines, we fit in Cedar Rapids, we fit in all these different places where before they didn't really get into, you know, there's, there's the one on 63rd and Grand down there. Yeah. Well, we, we for surely don't have as many. Yeah. There was never a Casey's there. I've lived in Des Moines for, you know, lived in Des Moines for many years, never saw Casey's until I went to Norwalk. We, uh, we don't have as many Casey's as in Nolar. No, that's because we don't have any come and goes. Yeah. Does, does the change in the branding work? Well, I think you were talking that the name Casey's general store. I, I personally have never called it Casey's general store. I've always just called it Casey's and maybe they just decided that nobody calls it that. Like, let's just get the sure. Casey's to be in the forefront. I, and you, you does it, work, does it work? I mean, is I think Casey's works as long as they don't change what's in it. I mean, you think about convenience stores, gas stations, whatever you want to call it. When you have food in it, like people don't think of, Oh my gosh, I got to get gas station pizza. You know, like it, they don't want to have the name gas station or convenience store, period, because Casey's, they have good pizza. They have good food, period. Um, so maybe they just take that whole part out of it. We just want to be called Casey's and, and it probably does work. But I don't think it really matters what they would call themselves because they haven't really changed besides the look. Okay, so what, what about the logo? But do, you, do you think there's a cost to it? You know, Casey's General Store, if you have to put that on every single cup, every single wrapper, every single, every single thing you do, Casey's General Store, 
there's got to be an added cost to that. So if you get rid of it, is there also a savings? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's minimal. Maybe it's nothing. But I think all the cases in the world, now you no longer have to print anything about general store. It's just Casey's symbol. Seems to me like that, that cuts costs while rebranding. Now, here's the other interesting thing. Think about the old Casey's symbol. It was multiple colors, right? The new Casey's logo is one color. It's just red. That has to be less expensive. But all that aside, what do you think is the number one driving force for changing logos? I think just the world we live in where change isn't so different anymore. Whereas people used to be so reluctant to change and not that they aren't anymore, but people are much more open to change now. And again, I think it's more of the modern look, the modern feel than, than anything. You're not going in there just to buy gas. Like there's, we don't want it to feel like that either. So I think, I think people's openness to change probably allows people to change a lot more. And I think we'll just keep seeing that. I mean, look at like Facebook, right? They're like the metaverse now or whatever. It's like Facebook is part of meta. You know, like, is the product any different? No, but. Well, that's a different reason for rebranding possibly do. When you, when you start to land yourself in a little bit of trouble where um, maybe the, the government's coming after you for what sort of things you're doing to free speech. Well, we're not Facebook anymore. We're meta. We're, you know, we're trying to get away from a name that's got a, may have a negative connotation to some. My answer answer doesn't change as far as I I think it's, they've changed their business strategy and they don't want to associate to what, you know, it used to be Casey's in every small town. Now it's Casey's everywhere. Worldwide, if you will. Oh, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) That's not where I was going, but, but I mean, yes, you could go there, go there. I was thinking more stepbrothers. Oh, prestige worldwide. <laughs> right. We about, we about had a fight, so it almost was stepbrothers. Casey's. Casey's. So at the end of the day, we're, we're seeing a little bit more of that with some of our old and, and, True. And, and you think about, you know, all the times that that we have seen that happen with logos and stuff. I just Casey's was the one that kept popping up for me, which was why, you know, you, you drive to a town and oh, my gosh, there's a new Casey's logo. And then you drive back here and it's the old one. So didn't know what uh, what you guys thought when it came to that and thought maybe it might be. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Sure. Or I think with Casey's, when you have or when you live in a town that has multiple of them. And you see them every day, you watch them change their logo. Like I remember when they took down the old stuff in Indianola and started putting up the new one, like you see the actual product of them changing. It wasn't like they say, Hey, we're going to change. And then everything's just different. It's not all digital and they just change it. Like you actually watch them take the signs down and put the new ones up. Sure. Sure. And a lot of those old Casey's, you know, I like the ones I think of in Indianola, especially like South of town, towards the fairgrounds or whatever. Those are those small hut-like buildings where the, yes, they make great, great pizza. And the new Casey's are their big stores that are going in. You know, I know those didn't change that much, but the new ones they're building are 
you know, they're, they're come and go size, they're quick star sized. Right. I, I just, I thought that was an interesting topic. So I thought I'd pick it. Quick star is definitely the dark horse in this whole thing. Cause those places are really good. And they're, and they're pushing the quick trips and they're pushing the get and goes and they're pushing the come and goes and they're pushing the Casey's that are all. Yeah, like, how, did, how did the quick trip, was it quick trip? Quick shop, yeah. quick trip by by Francie's. How does that? That's how what can that, that, not, how can a, that not make it? That's moved a quick trip the to the Q, right? Correct. It moved across the street. That's a QT. I thought it was a different one. I thought one closed different. Over, so it, that one just moved across. I'm almost positive it just moved across the street. Okay. And I I would guess the reason why it moved across the street was because most of the traffic that it was catching was going northbound in the morning and they wanted to make it an easy transition for them back on the floor drive. That's I just a guess. So any final thoughts on that one? You know, things that, that have changed logos over the years and, and get that out. It's going to happen a lot more than it, than it doesn't happen. I think moving forward. Sometimes you do some uh, surveys, you send it out to the public and the result <laughs> of the survey says you should, you know, change your colors and, get a mascot stuff like that some some i wonder i wonder i wonder what the process for casey's to change their logo was i wonder if that was all internal or if they they sought out any external feedback on that you know who might, you might know more of the tim clay he used to do things for casey's he used to like eat their pizza sort of no he would he did something <laughs> more than that he was he could be our, he could be our casey's expert well, hopefully he listens and he'll be able to help us with that. Could we get him on the pod or not? We could. That'd be fun. We could. And we're going to talk about this subject again? No, we'll just do it during feedback live. Well, and he's he's got like the speech part to life, right? That could be a good guest. Maybe okay. that's how we should do feedback. Just invite one person that gave feedback, discuss it with them, and then we're done. Have them read it live. Yeah. Read their own feedback and then get them out. Everyone but Cole. Okay. Yes. He's been on several times. He's, he'd be fine. So yeah, he any final thoughts on that or not? We're good? Yeah. Going to history. For the first time ever in the history of high school football, we named our first high school Broyles award winner um, at, our, at our luncheon. Um, Broyles is a is a national award that's been been given. I think this was year twenty is either twenty nine or thirty five, and I don't know why those two numbers are in my head. And I know that's a stretch of significant difference, but they, they've been doing it for many many years to honor Frank Broyles um, as the top assistant coach, and of course Josh Gaddis won it this year from Michigan. Um, and they're they're trying to trickle it down into into high schools, and I think this last year there were. 11 states that did it and now we will be around 40 and and we are joining the ranks with that and so um it was just it was neat to be a part of that and you know scott heitland and i got to take a trip and down to see the Broyles award in uh in december and now we get to we get to see that come full circle as far as us naming ours and so our first winner was uh rick roberts from van meter was the uh was the winner and, and for for us in the state of iowa you had to be a semifinalist in any class. So there was a possibility of 14 
no, sorry, 28 nominations that could have been. I think we ended up with 13. We narrowed it down, the, the Frank Broyles uh, committee narrowed it down, which is members of the IFCA board of directors, and we narrowed it down to our three finalists. And then from our three finalists, we named our winner. And, and Rick will be able to go down to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas in December and uh, be a part of that whole awards presentation, the Monday night for um, the, the dinner and the high school side. And then on Tuesday, he'll be able to see the, uh, the college and then come back home. So that was our history. Any thoughts, any questions, any comments on that? No, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was me. Who paved his way to Little Rock, Arkansas? I think I think Broyles does. I think they bring him down. Now, the the really cool thing for us is we had we had the the guy that the I don't know what you would call him the guy that's in charge of the high school Broyles Award, Clayton Harrell, uh, drove up and came to our banquet and he helped present the uh, the award to to Rick, um, which was really cool having Clayton here. Great man, great family. The Broyles family is great. He married the granddaughter of Frank Broyles. So that's how he is connected, old Clayton Harrell is. Um, positive, and now obviously this is this is old because I had it from back then, but our IFCA awards luncheon um, that we do at the banquet was our was the positive and, and is a positive. We, we just changed that several years ago where we decided that we were gonna do a, a full-on awards banquet. Used to be on, at night and this year we moved it to Saturday afternoon and, and it has been awesome. We're 220 guests where we honored our, our distinguished service, our coaches of the year, our state champion coaches, um, and then our Hall of Fame coaches got to stand up and talk. And it's just a great time. And, and for us this year, uh, just based on the way that things worked out, Coach Campbell from Iowa State was there the whole time. And he shook everybody, every winner's hand and, and presented everybody their, their plaque or, or trophy or whatever it was that they got. And he was up on stage with those guys at the, at Prairie Meadows. So it was awesome. And, and, uh, Scott Heitland is our guy that's in charge of that for us, and he does a fantastic job with it. So that's it, our IFCA awards banquet. So a little recap, right? Number one, what's the acceptable length of time to wear a, a lounging sweatshirt around the house before you wash it? Um, if anybody else wants to chime in outside of our shoe expert, Lee Nelson, about changing shoes throughout the day, good or bad for your feet. And then, of course, what has to happen for you in particular for a, uh, a new shoe to be bought. Um, and then of course, any, any comments about Casey's? Not really Casey's, but, but anything, nice bobblehead. Nice, nice bobblehead. Anything outside of you know somebody changing their logo or, or any comments on that, we'd love to hear from you. And again, Galt Sand is our non-sponsor. Appreciate them making their sweatshirts back in the day. Wish they were still around, but they obviously are not. So that's what I got. You guys got any final thoughts? Nope. Negative. Negative. I think we, we might be under an hour. Under an hour. Tonight, Impossible. April 6th, 2022. This was episode 78, Casey's of Talking the Walk. I am Paul Patterson signing off. Thanks for listening. Until next I'm time. Tom, Tom Scallon, good night. I'm guest host, shoe expert Lee Nelson. Thanks for listening. Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show. Yeah.